We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark coming to you from always beautiful, almost always beautiful, South St. Louis. <laughs> I serve as pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church. Hot and sweaty, but still beautiful. <laughs> still beautiful. We still have frozen custard to cool us. Oh, hot that's and right. Here. See, that I forgot about that. No matter how hot it does get, you always have frozen custard. This, by the way, is... Wrestling, wrestling with, with the basics. The basics. Uh, we do want to be your uh, 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 social media alternative. Uh, people ask me why. Why should we be uh, your social media alternative? Uh, and I just want to point one thing out to you. You do know, you know, when you use these other things like Facebook and and uh, TikTok. I understand that's what it's supposed to be. TikTok. That's what I hear, John. Yes, okay. that's that's. I mean, we we thank our listeners for the the clarification. Yeah, for setting us straight on that. Uh, but you know, they're they're listening. They're listening in in on your conversations. Did you know that? My, my stepdaughter. Oh, the social Stephanie, media that. The, yeah. The TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was sitting, my stepdaughter Stephanie, with her phone on her lap. Now she's not even using her phone. It's just sitting there. And she's talking to us about how she needs to get, get a new pillow. Uh, and, and when she picks up her phone, guess what immediately shows up on her phone? An, An ad, ad for a pillow. From from the pillow guy, from the pillow is guy. There, the pillow guy is listening in. Yeah. And, and, and see, we don't do that. We, we don't, do we? Well, I mean, we do. <laughs> I don't know if people understand that. That's just how the internet works. We, we can hear everything you're saying right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but we don't share it with anybody. That, John, you're going to start a panic. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't think people realize that. Yes, if, you, if you're on social media, we can hear everything you're saying. But but on Wrestling with the Basics, we won't share it with anybody else. It's just between us and our <laughs> we'll listeners. It, we're really good at keeping secrets. Yeah. Well, that's, we keep it to ourselves. That's that's our pleasure. Although Bob, Bob Steshwish of Topeka, Kansas, you know, that comment about WWB being the dumbest radio show you've ever heard, that really hurt, Bob. Okay? I'm just saying. I thought we had something special, Bob. But, uh, okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> Watch what you say when wrestling, listening to wrestling. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Watch what you're saying. All right, we got to get going because we got a lot of stuff to cover in this episode. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I want to buy a pillow all of a sudden. I have this sudden urge to go online and buy a pillow. <laughs> a pillow. Um, Mary and Martha, Mary and Martha. And we, we were simply saying that it's not a story about how God likes it when you do religious stuff more than when you do worldly stuff. God loves it when you do earthly things like welcoming people and serving people. In fact, that's what he, he has us here to do. But the problem with all of that stuff is, is well, share, share the, the, the bit of advice he gave to the poor, troubled Martha there at the end of that story, verse 42, if you don't mind yeah. that. Yeah, so uh, Jesus says, uh, he says, one thing is necessary, and then says, Mary has chosen the good portion, 
which shall not be taken away from her. The word, therefore, take away, by the way, this may surprise you, Matt, but then again, you're, you're a smart guy. Maybe you, you know this. Uh, it's actually the word to cut off, to I cut off. It's, it's the same word that is used of when Peter cuts off the ear of the high priest servant Malchus. So this is a pretty strong word. It's not just you know taken away, but cut off, severed from her. And, and I think it is a reminder, a, a violent reminder, there are forces here that they would cut off every good thing you've got. Trust me, if you let them, uh, the world, the devil, even our own sinful flesh, isn't that amazing? Our own flesh wants to take away from us everything yeah. that would be good and yep. decent. Uh, um, but And here's the thing. And a lot of things are going to succeed. And a lot of things they're going to succeed. We will have things taken away from us, things cut off from us. Uh, that's a very sombering thought. Uh, where'd you go? Where'd you go to college, Matt? I went to uh, Concordia University in Seward, Nebraska. Ooh. Go Bulldogs! <laughs> yes, because I'm sure you still. <laughs> what What are the Bulldogs doing today? <laughs> How did their last football game go? <laughs> They're winning, John. The Bulldogs They're are winning. winning. Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, I do not remember. I think we were the Bears or something. I was Concordia, St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm, I'm glad um, to hear you had such school spirit, John. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Blue and gold, I think, was their colors. Um, so, so when I was going to college, I, I, I took a course about death <laughs> which was sure like my, fun. yeah my parents thought that was good use of my tuition <laughs> but but i remember the prof professor saying that that you should take everything you think that is precious to you the things you think that you can't live without put them in a room and look around and realize that someday somebody else is going to have all that stuff <laughs> okay yeah yeah uh, although, you know, I, I, I did that. It's kind of a mental exercise. I did that and I realized, well, actually, most of my stuff will be thrown in a dumpster. Let's just get rid of this. <laughs> yeah, my, my son, we moved, you know, I took all my CD collection and he said, why did you bother to take that? He said, no one uses CDs anymore. <laughs> you can't even buy a CD player. <laughs> That's right. You can't even find it. There's not like cars or anything. Although I said, you just wait when the, when, when the Russians shut down the internet i'll still be listening to music i told him that's right, be, right. Sure to put, be sure to put his name on it for when you <laughs> when you leave right. this world John. Yeah. these are all yours so. uh and all the albums too you can have the records as well um so so it's a somber thought but but yeah everything else that that, that everything that you're anxious about like martha that, that's all going to be taken away and, and yet on the other hand i realized that that's kind of a comforting thought because all the things that we're anxious about matt that's all going to be taken away too. Um, yeah, see, that's that's the comfort, isn't it? Wasn't that a beautiful thing to think about? Yeah, the anxieties, the fears, the worries, all that junk taken away. So, so well, when I was retiring, I had all kinds of anxiety about uh, where I, what I was going to do, where I was going to live, uh, and all that. And now, three years in retirement, I, I'm not anxious about any of that. That's all been taken away. Uh, I mean, I've got other things I'm anxious about, but but it turned out those things I was so worried about really weren't anything to worry about at all. Uh, a month ago, I was worried about my wife having COVID, but I don't worry about that anymore. That that's not an issue. 
uh, all these things will literally be taken away. Uh, and, and as you kind of alluded, if they're not taken away right here and now, within the next month or year or whatever, well, certainly when we die, it'll all be taken away. I'm not yeah. looking forward to that. Um, but see, that's the, the, the final thing here real quick. Uh, the one thing that will never be taken away from us is what, Matt? The, the good portion. Yeah. The good yeah. portion. And that's what makes it the good portion, because it's the one thing we've got to keep. And it is this beautiful thing we learned at the feet of Jesus, that he loves us and that our sins are forgiven. And that whatever we lose here, we're going to get back a hundredfold in life or after. And, and the really cool thing about all these blessings, they're going to be eternal. That's the whole thing. That's what makes it a good portion, because it'll never be taken away from us. Matt, if you wouldn't mind closing uh, with, with that classic passage from Romans chapter 8. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Oh, yeah, what beautiful words. Um, Romans 8, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else, and all of creation will be able to separate us there's that uh, you know sever you know maybe yeah. is it that sever word john it's not the same uh, word it would be cool if it was but it oh, isn't. oh boy but, but, but it's still, still the same pretty point pretty yeah. darn close all right yeah. it's, it's still pretty neat we'll be able to separate us uh from the love of god in christ jesus our lord nothing can separate us all right so so just in summary it's not that god likes it better when you're you're listening to wrestling with the basics than when you're fixing breakfast for your your husband or whoever okay both things he loves, and he loves you. And, and that's the thing, though. There's this thing that we're giving you and wrestling with the basics about God's forgiveness and love and eternal life. Don't worry about it. You don't need to be anxious about that. That'll never, ever be taken away from you. Nothing can do it. Now, you've got another story, well, though. And I was just going to say real quick, John, yeah, you know, you know, I, you're exactly right. That beautiful uh, assurance. And I think that then shapes how we serve then. Oh, you yeah. know, if we have that assurance that it will never be taken away from us, the life we have in Christ, well, then, yeah, we can we can serve him. We can serve our neighbor without being distractions. I just made up a word. Without being distracted, <laughs> anxious, or troubled like, like uh, Martha was, uh, you know, so that, that shapes in how we serve to have that, that reassurance you just shared with us. You know, and, and thank you for making that point, Matt. Yeah, because that's the thing now. There, there's no reason to be worried about the service either. In fact, I tell you what, in, in, in a couple of weeks, let, I, I got another very familiar story that, that, it, it, that right. deals with that too, uh, about Jesus talking about ravens and, and lilies. But we'll do that in a, another time. All right. Um, what, what about, uh, what, what story are we doing today from your standpoint, yeah. Matt? Yeah, thanks. So we're looking at uh, accounts this summer that are... Um, Perhaps familiar, but maybe misunderstood a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah actually, actually a new theme that we hadn't intended. But that's yeah, that's, I know this is kind of just a materializing, but this is good. But yeah, accounts that are central to the faith, too, I think, and that, that we should know and that we should be equipped to share and to tell. Um, but we want to make sure, yeah. Yeah, let's let's have a right understanding of these things. So another account that's sometimes misunderstood, even as familiar as it is, is, I think, Jesus' baptism. So I want to look at Matthew chapter 3. Jesus' baptism is, is all over the Gospels, but we'll look at Matthew's account. Matthew chapter 3, beginning with verse 13. Do you want me to read the whole story? Because, again, it's another short one. Like yeah, why, why don't we, yeah, well, let's, yeah, why don't we go ahead and do that, John? Thank you. Okay. 
Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John. Uh, this is not John the Apostle, but John the Baptizer, as it says, to be baptized by him. I guess I don't need to make the qualifiers. I should just read the text from my mat. <laughs> okay. Thank you for thinking of the listener. Yeah. John, John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And, and Matt, you're, you know, I can see where this would be easy to misunderstand because it seems to have some crazy things. What's he mean to fulfill all righteousness and all this other stuff? So so where are we going, Matt? Yeah, and I think even just the question of, you know, why why is Jesus being baptized? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah we'll, we'll, I think we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. But, you know, first of all, I think just one thing, you know, quickly to mention is, um, you know, just one misunderstanding in, you know, the Bible in general that I think this account helps to clear up is is that of the trinity right okay so uh the the word trinity is used typically to describe and emphasize that uh, yeah the, the bible text the the fact that there we have, there's one god one true god one lord uh, but it's three persons right god the father god the son god the holy spirit uh but yet i think some people have this this hang up uh, because the word Trinity is used, used zero times in the Bible. So that, that word that we use so often and that so many Lutheran churches are named uh, the you know Trinity Lutheran Church. We've got those all over the place. Um, yet that word, that name isn't even in the scriptures. So I think some people have this, you know, this doubt. Well, well, well I don't know. Is, is the Trinity really who God is? And, you know, what is this deal about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And uh, boy, it, it is. You know, I think even for for uh, the sincerest of Christians, it, it's a mystery, really, you know, truly, who the Trinity is. So this is one of those places where we see God at work. We see the Trinity at work. And then maybe that's how God best reveals himself, is just by, by being at work, do, doing his, his work as God. And this is one of those key places. So so just to point out, you know, for our listeners, quickly, just to, to, to emphasize for them, if if someone's questioning the Trinity or that, that teaching, you know, here's one place to look, one place to, to point people to. Um, so we see just, just quickly here, uh, we see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So, um, so John, you you know this, right? Where do you? Where's John? Yeah, God the Son in the text. Where do we see him? He's well, obviously that's Jesus. Yep. <laughs> and if there's any doubt, the voice says, "This is my beloved Son," referring exactly. to Jesus. So, yeah. confirms that that's He's God the Son. Also, that that shows us that. Yeah, there's God the Father. Uh, he's saying, this is my son. Well, who's saying that? Well, the Father is. And then finally, the Holy Spirit, we see at work uh, in a unique way here too, uh, descends, right, uh, in the form of a dove. Um, not that the Holy Spirit is literally a dove and is always <laughs> a dove, but in this instance, at least, is visible as a dove. Uh, well, so well, just, it, yeah. it does emphasize, here's the problem with the Spirit of God. By definition, you can't see a spirit. Yes. <laughs> okay. So if the spirit needs to be seen, he has to take on uh, a different form. It's kind of like an angel. Angels are spirits too. You can't see them, although they are capable of, of taking on a form. Uh, and by the way, as long as we're talking about misunderstandings, actually the word there in the original language is not dove. It could very well be a pigeon. 
Okay. And, and so I think we've like, had this discussion. Yeah, well, I'm just because my pigeon friends, they get really upset yes. about this because the doves, of course, it's all about the doves. And they yeah. point it, well, it, it, it could have been one of us that was that come. But the point is, yeah, it is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, doves just look better in our artwork. I don't know. I, what I know, but really, pi- why do we pigeons are great animals? Because it's all they poop on you, but doves poop on you. Oh, anyway, we're getting off track. I'm sorry. Yes. So that is one 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 misconception, perhaps, or one uh, point of confusion for some. That I think this account helps uh, to, to clear up. It's a clear picture of the Trinity. Um, but yeah, let's let's keep going. I think the other thing, though, the, the thing I really we really oh, want to wait, 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 hold on, just one, yeah. one, one quick thing. So so. We know God's one. No one argues about that. That's what the Muslims believe. That's what the Jews believe. That's what Christians believe. You know, that's really clear. But but you're monotheistic people. Monotheistic. But but you're right. If if you don't like the word Trinity, throw out the word Trinity. I don't care. (laughs) Okay. But but you got to deal with the text here. Like where like you said, you got definitely Father, Son, and and Spirit. It's it's just as clear as day can be there. So and and by the way, which which who do you want to get rid of? Huh? I don't want to get rid of any of them. I'm glad God's my Father who provides for me on my daily needs. I'm glad that Jesus is God who died for me. I'm glad the Holy Spirit gives me faith. I wouldn't want to get rid of any one of those guys. Okay, so I'm sorry. Go ahead now. What's the other misunderstanding? Well, that's right. Exactly. You know, and again, just again, this is not polytheism. This is not three gods. This is one God, right? Three persons. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah. So. Point number one, but but the other point, and and to spend a little more time on is I think um, Jesus' identity. Okay, oh, who is okay. Jesus? Yeah, I think who's Jesus? Who is Jesus? Yeah. Because boy, that's what talk about misconceptions. Um, there were plenty of misconceptions, misunderstandings about who Jesus is during his lifetime. Right? Oh my goodness, uh, who is this guy? Uh, who is this guy born of Mary? Uh, the the so-called virgin, right? You know, and and you know, people may have doubted, you know, Mary's story about his conception. Uh, who is this guy who grew up in Nazareth of all places? Uh, who is this guy? You know, is he a rabbi? Is he a teacher? Is he uh, the the carpenter? What's the deal? Uh, is he a mere man, or is he is he something more? Right. Um, so this account, I think, helps to clear up who Jesus is, and in some ways, you know, even to say what is one of, if not his primary identity, uh, who, what, who is Jesus? Uh, and that's revealed here in this account, right? Who Jesus is. And it's, it's God himself who reveals it. It is my beloved son. So you're more than a teacher, more than a prophet. Yeah. He's those things. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but he's also the son of God. He's also the son of God himself. And that's huge. That's huge. So, and, 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 you know, Matt, the argument is sometimes made that, that Jesus himself never claimed to be God. And I don't know if I buy that argument because <laughs> the way Jesus talks and the things Jesus does, it kind of seems like what God would do. Right? Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> I, mean, exactly. I mean, how many guys, you know, come up and say uh, your sins are forgiven? You know, I mean, I, I might forgive somebody for sinning against me, but you can't really go around and say to somebody else who hasn't offended you or done, you're, you, know, you know, yeah, that. Uh, uh, um, but and it occurs to me that, yeah, you know, really, probably if you are God, you don't go around telling everybody, hey, I'm God. <laughs> In fact, that's the guy you worry about, isn't it? <laughs> the guy that goes around telling everybody, oh, I'm God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but, but, a good point. But to have, yeah. have the Father say it in front of everybody that this is my beloved son. Well, yeah, that's a pretty powerful witness. I would say that. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's being attested to as the son of God. Uh, Jesus doesn't have to even say it himself in this instance. You know, no. God the Father does it um, for all to hear, it seems. Um, so then I, I think the question then is to, you know, what's our primary identity too as Christians? Oh, good question. Um, because, boy, you know, we, I think we struggle with that sometimes. You know, is our identity found in our physical features? You know, our, you know, how big we are, how little we are, how old we are, how young we are. I mean, sometimes we really identify with, with things like that, those physical things. Um, you know, sometimes it's just those other things that I think our society places value on. You know, what's my occupation? You know, as Americans, that's, you know, who are you? Uh, what do you do? And, you know, first thing we think of is our career. You know, I'm retired. I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm an electrician, whatever it is. Um, you know, it, sometimes it's, you know, our social standing. I'm rich. I'm poor. I'm, you know, I'm making ends meet. Um, sometimes it's our, our family relationships, right? I'm a husband, I'm a, I'm a wife, I'm a, a father, I'm a mother. Um, sometimes it's our mental well-being or emotional well-being, right? I'm, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of worried. I'm, who am I? I'm, I'm happy, I guess, most of the time. Um, who am I? I'm, I'm anxious, you know, whatever it is. Um, all these different ways we define who we are. And, you know, on all those things in one way or another, yeah, that's a part of our identity, sure, you know, and and our vocations, we talk about vocations, you know, where God has called us and places, yeah, that's part of our identity, no doubt about it. But what's our primary identity? And our primary identity is that we too are children of God, you know, through our baptism. And I think that's so important to remember. Um, we were at the National Youth Gathering, uh, you know, the LCMS National Youth Gathering, and, you know, there a number of the talks really emphasize that because, you know, adolescents, youth struggling with, you know, who am I? And, you know, especially today, you know, different gender issues in particular. And, mm. you know, um, you know our, our primary identity isn't wrapped up you know, even in our gender, you know, and, and yes, God has created us male or female and, you know, thanks be to God for that. But, you know, our primary identity as Christians is in, you know, uh, who we are in Christ Jesus and, and in our baptism and, and th- that we too are beloved daughters and sons of God because of that connection to Christ Jesus. So I think that's, that's something to keep in mind too, is Jesus' primary identity, our primary identity. Uh, so important. And, and, and I, I don't think people realize, because it, it's so ingrained in, in the Christian faith, I, I don't think people realize that that is something that you, you really don't know apart from Jesus, uh, that in all the world religions and uh, all the world's teachers, uh, Jesus is the only one who actually says we should call God Father. In fact, he's the only one who says when you pray, that, that's how you ought to pray. You ought to pray, Abba, Daddy. Uh, and, and of course, who, who could better tell us that than the one who is the beloved son of the father, right? Yeah. Amen. What a comfort. Yeah, as we wrap up, John, yeah, the one misconception, I th- another misconception, maybe the, the big one is, you know, why is Jesus baptized? Why uh, is he yeah. baptized? Yeah. You know, does he need forgiveness? You know, what's what's the deal? Why is why is Jesus being baptized? And, you know, to to recognize that Jesus is being baptized just as he does, you know, everything in his ministry is for us, for us. So I talked about the National Youth Gathering, uh, President Harrison of our Synod, he he preached at the gathering and just a, a quick line he shared uh, in the sermon. He said, uh, Jesus is baptized for you. Uh, he goes into the water so that when you go into the water, 
you can pull Jesus out with you. <laughs> You're connected oh. in baptism. I thought that's a neat picture that you know Jesus is baptized for us so that when we go into the waters of baptism, we pull Jesus out with us, you know, we are connected. Paul would say we're buried and raised with him in baptism, right? Um, so I think that's that's one thing to clear up. Jesus is baptized for us so that in our baptism, boy, we have the confidence that we're connected to him as we go into that water. And now we can be confident that that's our identity. We're connected to Christ. Um, we are sons and daughters of, of the Heavenly Father. And so when those other identities come and go, you know, our ages, they change. Um, you know, our emotions, they change. Even our vocation sometimes as a spouse changes in this life. That, that one primary identity that doesn't change is we're connected to Jesus. We're children of God. Uh, this has been Wrestling, wrestling with, with the Basics. basics.